And then you click play on the idol. No, the white one. The white one. Yeah. Alright. And we are live. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Normally, Richard would be doing this intro, but today it's your boy, Amon Elvis, and we're black. It ain't so black and white. And today, guys, I got something special for y'all. It's the last week of Black History Month. But, hold on. Hold on. Is that good? Yeah. My bad. I was loud. <laughs> but, okay, it's the last week of Black History Month, guys. And for this week, man, Richie thought we'd do something special. We kicked Richie off the episode, and boom, we got a bunch of black men on this episode this week, y'all. I'll let y'all introduce yourselves. We can start from Rashad. <laughs> well, you already said my name, but what's good, y'all? I'm Rashad. Uh, what else you want to know? Man, introduce <laughs> yourself. Tell us where you're from, bro. Rashad. I'm from Chicago. Amazing. Man, y'all know who I am. Come on now. <laughs> you're not superstar status, man. Come all right, bro. <laughs> oh, that's it? That's all you're going to say? Everybody, y'all know who all I am. Right. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm from uh, Chicagoland area. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm not from Chicago, but I'll just say I'm Chicago land area, Schaumburg, Illinois. All right, there you go. Rip your set, man. What's poppin'? I'm Jaden. I'm from Milwaukee. Um, they call me Big Draco. <laughs> I live in Humphrey. I'm going to be the biggest investment banker in the world one day, so, you know, what's poppin'? <laughs> he going to pass, uh, uh, what's his name, Warren Buffett. I'm Way sorry, past Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I'm Javon. I'm from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? Uh, my name is Justice. Uh, straight out of Houston, Texas. Lone Star State, baby. And uh, I'm repping that J-E-S-U-S till I die. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm yeah. talking about, boy. Okay, so, guys, um, we are, since, since like, the premise of the whole thing and we are black, we can just jump straight into it. So, first off, let's get into... Um, how how did you guys um, feel about Black History Month growing up? Because I know for for me growing up, it was like, I feel like it was like big in Mississippi, like for us to like talk about Black History Month. Like we learned a lot about Black History Month, but I feel like as I look on social media every day, there's always like a new Black History Month person that I didn't know about, and I was like, who is this guy? So what about y'all? How was it for y'all? I'll start. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like like in school. Like, cause I come from Chicago Public Schools, like the CPS. Yeah. Y'all know if y'all know about that. I feel like when it comes to black history, like they don't really like tell the whole story or like, you know, people try to whitewash all that stuff. So I definitely feel like growing up, it wasn't really like, how do you say it? Like how I should have learned it. Cause I feel like growing up, like as I got older, like I started realizing like a lot more about this stuff. Yeah. And like, I think like the most I've learned was like about the civil rights movements. And like when my dad like would take me to the library and like we would talk about this stuff as a kid. But, like, I feel like, like, with school, it didn't really, like, do, like, too much. Although, last semester, I took a class with um, Dr. Burroughs. Uh, he's a really good professor. And, like, he talked a lot about that stuff. And uh, I learned a lot from that class. For real? You, you had, a, like, a dad growing up in Chicago? I didn't mean to say it like that. Like, <laughs> got a dad. Well, dang, well, dang folks. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to make it come off like that, bro. But I was just asking. You have like, a dad. This, this is the worst Black History Month ever. I swear to God, man. But but I didn't know. I didn't know you had a like. I didn't know that was. Um, I feel like. Wait, where did you grow up in Chicago? Like, like on the north side. 
What? So like Lincoln Park, Jefferson Park, Albany Park. Oh, Albany Park. I knew it was some park. But what about you, Andrew? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like the same as far as like the curricula. Uh, so I was growing up in like the white neighborhoods and. Black History Month really isn't a thing unless the black students come together and make it a thing, kind of like Marquette, pretty much. Um, but similar to Rashad, you just learned about slavery, Harriet Tubman, and then civil rights, Dr. King, and Rosa Parks. You don't even touch about or talk about uh, Emmett or, uh, Malcolm X because they say he's a bad person or whatever. They, they frame him that way. And that was pretty much it. So what, what I was not getting in curriculum, I got in my church. Um, on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that's I've been going to the, that church ever since I was born. My family's in the uh, south side of Chicago and in Evanston. So, like, we are constantly over there. And so every single Black History Month, we had, they made us do at my church Black History Month uh, reports. And they didn't, want to, they didn't want us to just do, like, MLK. They want us to do, like, unknown black figures. So You had to do this for church? Church every single year. I would have missed that Sunday. And like whoever, <laughs> whoever, whoever had the best presentation got like a special dinner at like downtown Chicago or something like that. Right. So there was an incentive, but yeah, some of my biggest, my favorite moments are doing those Black History Month reports right. of people, notable figures. Man, that's 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 kind of dope because we did something like that in my uh, in my school. Like they, I my teacher like assigned everybody like Black History like. Like people, like we Your went. Teacher, like, yeah, my teacher, my teacher, yeah. my English teacher. I remember, cause I remember I got Alex Haley. Many people don't even know who Alex Haley is, do you? Can y'all have y'all ever heard of Kunta Kinte? Indeed, oh, <laughs> Roots. Roots? Alex Haley wrote Roots. Wrote Roots? Oh, yeah. yeah, and I had to do a whole um, um, thing on Alex Haley. I still got it in my Google Drive. Wow, it's it's terrible, but. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jane? Um. Yeah, I went to school out in the burbs with the white folks, so we didn't even get off on Martin Luther King Day. Like, my grandma used to call, and, like, it's a shame, like, y'all don't have these kids take off on um, MLK Day. Really? But, yeah, I feel like a lot of my black history I learned through, like, uh, music, movies, like, uh, I, watch, I used to watch a lot of battle rap, stuff like that, just, like, references to, like, important black figures, rap music, you know, stuff like that, so, um, yeah. And you never really, like, learned about them? Like, what you mean, like, learned about them? You said, like, you learned about, um, like, references to music and stuff. So you never really, like, you never had, like, a teacher teach it to you? Like, go through the curriculum in school and stuff like that? Not that I remember. I mean, probably did, but it wasn't worth, like, remember. It wasn't, like, you know, super dope where I was, like, oh, I'm going to always remember this type thing. So Me, I, rem- I remember who made comb now. I think about it all the time. I feel like who you're from Mississippi, though. So, like, you know, <laughs> racism down there was, like, you know, yeah, like, different than it was. In Wisconsin, I feel like people still got that view of Mississippi because, like, when I tell people, especially like white people from Mississippi, they like tend to like tense up or like, especially like speak differently around me when I say I'm from Mississippi because they're like, oh, that's a really racist state or something like that. But Mississippi, I ain't even really like that, or unless I'm yet to encounter it. Not nah, even to this day, dog. Like, I'm scared to go to Alabama. Like, mm-hmm. I think Alabama's like the worst place you can go. Man. I could be wrong though, but that's just how it was perceived, yeah. you know. Yeah, taught. I would definitely say that it's like pretty false because all the white, white people I've ever met in Mississippi it was just like they're pretty cool people. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've, I you probably could run into some back row rednecks. And, like, what, what was that? What was that uh, spelling bee movie that had Denzel Washington in it? Oh, and um, um yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, forgot the it name. It wasn't of the a Keelan the Bee. I think it was like the Great Debaters or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And um, at, like in one part of the movie, he like pulled up and they was like lynching a guy, and then um. <laughs> 
And then like they they was get got low in the car and they they was in the car. They was like, what did he do? What did he do? Like the black kids that was in the car. And then they shined a the light in the car and, and they was had like, to it's verse it. Yeah, yeah. he was like, they're like some it's some n words in that yeah. car. Hey, guys, Marquette, you know we on Marquette Radio, yeah. and um and they had to reverse and they was chasing the car and stuff like that. So, dang, that's crazy. Javon, I can't um, even see you. <laughs> Uh, one thing I definitely say about growing up in Ohio, when it came to Black History Month, we didn't really celebrate it as much. I mean, in school you had like you, uh, like Andrew was saying, you'd learn about MLK, but you wouldn't learn about more figures other than like the most notable historical figures. Like there's so many Black people that we don't know that invented great stuff that we still use to this day but we'll never know about unless we learn through our own like means of learning. Like a lot of the black history I learned was through books because black history was held in high regard in my family. Mm-hmm. So outside of that, it was never really, how, how would I say, there's never really any like unity in the area that I was yeah. like growing up with. People didn't really care. Like there's like black history month, like that's lame, that's whatever. Like, I mean, it's the past. That's what a lot of people took it as, and I feel like the past is probably one of the biggest things you can learn from. So, I, I must yeah. agree. Your family talked about Black History Month? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, my grandma, especially growing up, I mean, she was born in 1943. She, like, she experienced, like, some sorts of, like, racism. She lived more down in the South anyway and then, like, came up to Ohio, so... <coughs> Oh. I kind of got to learn from her, and also her viewpoint was, you know, going to be way different from mine, and she takes a lot more pride in her, like, you know, her skin complexion in being black. <laughs> it's not just your, you know, skin complexion, but... Can, yeah. I, can I ask a question? Yeah. I know, like, Ohio is, is kind of seen as, like, a red state, too. Yeah. So, like, have you ever experienced, like, crazy racism in Ohio? Uh, I will definitely say I've experienced crazy racism in Ohio. Mm. I mean, it's it's not something that's frequent, but it's definitely something that has came up a couple times. Yeah. Wow. Most no, I'm sure you, we'll probably get into that later on, maybe. Yeah, but. for sure. Um, my boy, Justice. What's good, what's good? You got a question? Oh yeah, I'm talking about how I was how was it taught black history cuz I know your family is Nigerian, right? Right. So they not, you know, they your parents are straight from Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, so how was was did you guys even talk about it or did your parents even like care? Or or how was it taught in school or uh shoot, straight up just going to say like my parents are like heavy ethnocentric. So when you talk about black, I mean, they don't really like care for it. They just saying we just Nigerian. And like mm-hmm. when we, we talked, we had those conversations about like if a police car stopped you, you know what to do yeah. as a black person. But other than that, it was just straight Nigerian. So you talking about Texas, where we got the most black people, like out of all the U.S., that's the most heavily uh, black populated state is Texas. So growing up, you know what I'm saying, you had like a lot of um, institutions, food places that were black. But you want to talk about the schools the same way they mentioned, like that's something you had to start. Like we had a BSU, we had to go <clears throat> get things get started uh have like a whole thing itinerary plan for black history months like any other school so it's kind of like any like all the other hidden gems in society you got to go search for it which is crazy for black history you actually have to do the education yourself and then hope that when you come together with other people that y'all can make something or have it uh prominent in society 
Bro, that's that's crazy that like I don't know because I don't know if it was just I had just had really good teachers or what, but like all of y'all basically said y'all had to like teach y'all self black history. And I and I just think that's like so crazy. Have have y'all like living in the <coughs> north, like uh y'all three, uh, Rashad, Andrew, Jaden, ever experienced like racism, like blatant racism? Really? Ooh, yeah. High school I got called the um N word by a white male. I'm not gonna say his name though. <laughs> Does he go to work yet? No, 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 no. I two pieced him though. I two pieced him. <laughs> I got suspended. You know it's crazy. Should. They suspended me for three days, but but nothing happened to do. For real? Yeah, my parents had to go to the school and everything and talk to him. But how did was, this situation like play out? He was in gym class and then um You dunked on him. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have called you one too. <laughs> no, it was literally the day after Christmas break. We were in gym class morning. We had gym class in the morning. We doing, we running around. It's like the cones or whatever. And I trip over a cone and it kick back and it hit him. And uh, he was like, "Watch out!" And word. And then I turned around and said, "What you say?" He was like, "You heard me." And then I was like, "Bro, I stick you." And he said, "Do it." And once he said, "Do it," you know, I couldn't. You, gotta do you it. couldn't play me. You gotta do <laughs> I had to two piece him. So yeah, that was that. You know, he had that like it felt like he had it waiting on him. Like he he, he had it balled up in his chest. Yeah. Like he was waiting on you to do anything. You could have like barely kicked the cone towards him. Yeah, I yeah, bet I mean, he said it back fast. As soon as your foot got close to the cone, he was like, <laughs> 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 Nah. Crazy thing is, like, uh, this was what this was like my sophomore year. Like by like junior senior year, he was it was it was all cool. But you know, I forgive but don't forget though. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? I saw you checking your head. Man, I've experienced a lot. And I remember when I was last on the show, uh-huh. I told you that I experienced more racism than my mom did, and she grew up in the 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the white neighborhoods. The first time I was called the N-word was when I was in kindergarten. Uh, you remember that? Yeah. Well, that was tragic, boy. And you. you know what? There was a period of time where I forgot about it. Really? And, like, my classmates who said it um, – they like we like met up in high school and they're like, you remember that one time where we said that we called you the N word? Like, I'm so sorry. Like we were and like they reminded me of it. So that was the first time. But especially in grade school, like I used to get made fun of like, oh, uh, Angie, you look like a monkey. And like, <laughs> I'm telling you that this is real. And, like uh, my dad is African. So like obviously, like, you know, I have a bigger nose and like, man, you know, shotgun nose, monkey. <laughs> And I was like, I'm like, they picking me right now. But you see, the thing is, and I, I didn't have the guts to like find anybody because one, I was this small little kid and you know skinny and everything. And then two, my my mom was like, you know, we grew up in a household like you don't necessarily okay. Education is important. So if I get suspended, like that's not necessarily a good thing. If I get suspended and because I'm like punched on any face because somebody said the N word, mm-hmm. maybe that's fine. But you know, it's all about not like retaliating. It's kind of like, um, you know, not an eye for an eye, but you turn the other cheek type thing. Yeah, so the opposite. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. So, I don't support tough. the MLK logic. I'm it, I'm Malcolm X over you here. Malcolm uh, hey, yeah, dude. Teach his own, but I'm like, dang. And the last time I was called the N word was uh, I, I believe sophomore junior year, and some dude, some white boy. He called me the N-word, and uh, I was late for basketball practice, and I didn't do anything. And I, that was that one time I was like, man, I wish I did something. But last week, that dude just got arrested for DUI, right. uh, which is crazy. So, 
You? That's that karma, man. That's that karma. Um, I can't really like remember like a like real time that I, like actually experienced it. Like, I'm already knowing that like I've gone to places and like people just like steady look at me, things like that. Like not letting me like not minding their business, all that type of stuff. And like high school though, when it came to like the N word, like CPS had like a lot of Hispanic students. And, like, obviously, like, back when I was in high school, like, a lot of them said the N-word, and a lot of people ain't really, like, how do you say it? Bad an eye to it. Yeah, like, ca- like really called it out, because it's, like, a lot of them were, their excuse was, it was, like, oh, well, I'm not using it in, like, a bad context. Oh, and they, one time that one of, some of them even say, like, oh, we live with black people, so it's okay to say the N-word. Yeah, and that's also, like, very problematic, because, well, yeah, it's, just, it's already co- problematic, but, like, you know, it's just, like, a lot of that stuff was, like, unfortunately, like, normalized. And then it took me, like, a minute to realize, like, bro, these y'all just being, like, blatantly racist. And then it will be, like, people getting called out for it. And, like, they, like, have, like, the dumbest excuses. Like, what Andrew just said, like, I've heard that so many times. I hear people talk about, oh, well, I grew up in the hood. So, you know, I could say the N-word. It's like, what does that have to do with the word? Like, y'all just weird, man. So it's like. Yeah, definitely. But now, like, I don't even associate with those type of people, like, because every time I try to educate people on those type of things, like, some of them just be, you know, ignorant towards it. So it's like, I'm not even going to deal with y'all no more. For real. Man, I don't want to cause a rift between us. But I'm, wait, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Justice I'm gonna let Justice talk before I was yeah, say before I, I, I respond like I yeah, before I respond I'm gonna <laughs> say Justice I, hey Justice did you even grow up like using and work like you probably grew up around black people so it probably just like kind of like assimilated into because y'all probably didn't use it in your household did it no no nah, nah, we didn't uh that definitely developed in high school similar to CPS bro like my high school was like eighty five percent Hispanic you know what I'm saying so. Starting it off, you know, I'll tell you one thing about them. Like, the second you get to joking with them, they get a little too comfortable. <laughs> so, like, like we yep. come, you know what I'm saying, sophomore year, they just start saying weird. Like, they just start doing that weird stuff, bro. And, like, you know, since we friends, we're like, oh, man, like, what you doing? But then it get to a point, like, bro, you got to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because then they'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you can call us, like, hopefully this is not offensive, but you can call us Beaner. Right? And that's beaner? that. That's their It's offensive. Yeah. yeah. What does that yeah. even mean? That's Because like they like beans. And so, like. Oh, Mexican I thought he was talking about like a beaner, like a beanie. Like <laughs> no, <laughs> folks. <laughs> like you ever see like you ever see like uh, a hat with like a yeah, and they bring it real low. Like you ever you ever, you ever <laughs> see like next Friday, next Friday <laughs> when he had Chico, he said like, hey, Chico, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby joking, bro, baby joking. Hey, Holmes, man. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah, they they trying to say that's the equivalent, so you can call us that, so we can say that. It's these weird little equivalents, but all in all, I just feel like. I didn't grow up using this, like, even in high school. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I'd i even tell my bros, like, let's not say that so we don't give them hope to say that. Because mm-hmm. if we're not saying that, then they're not going to say that. They don't just say that. They, they see monkey see, monkey do. My mom called monkey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah. But, uh, similar to Andrew, like, same way I'm Nigerian, bro. Like, I will tell you, like, bro, I've been called some African booty scratcher. Worst thing <laughs> <I never> got <laughs> crossed, That's you know the what ultimate saying, bro? killer. You want to know what's crazy? <laughs> what? It was another black dude from Angolia. That was the crazy <laughs> 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 you know thing. You know what I'm saying? This is the fifth grade, you know? You know what I'm saying? Just calling me that. I'm like, I didn't know what, like, I don't know what I felt, but I wanted, you know what I'm saying? I wanted a slug, bro. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just like him. I wanted a slug, bro. So it's like, it's weird because cause I'm this light skinned. I was always in the middle, like, yeah. too, too white for the blacks or 
too black for the whites. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I've heard that. Like, I've heard so many people like use that like expression. Like I got a Mexican friend who say like with her Mexican family, like she too Mexican. I mean, she too Mexican for the white people and too white for the Mexican people. Now. And like I've always heard people use that. Like, well, why did you feel like you were too white for the black people? No, no, I'm not saying that's a, that's what other people felt. Yeah, like, I'm saying like, how did you think? Oh. What made you think that they felt that way? Uh, well, I went to private school since I was in the fourth grade, uh, so I guess, like, my you could say my speech was a little better. I kind of, because I always told dudes, like, you could use better vocabulary, you know what I'm saying? You go to, you have an education. People don't got an education. You have one, so you yeah. can use better vocabulary. So I guess it's that, but I just want people to know that they got knowledge, and they can use that. It's not something that's just passive in their heads, but it's active. So, but that's how it is. But, I mean, with the white people, it's always like, I mean... I guess you could say I was just a lot more assertive. So, mm-hmm. like, they'd always, like, stand around, let things happen, and then that's when they say I'm, like, I'm too black for the white people. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Hey, but I'm going to come back to y'all on this, on this, like, N-word use. I know we talked about this on the first episode. Me and Andrew, like, had a whole whole talk about it. But, um, all right, first let me ask this question. Do you think as black people, like, all y'all, because I know how Andrew feel, and all the viewers know how Andrew <laughs> feel about this, too. Do you think us as black people should continue using the N-word? No doubt. No. Without a doubt. You say you say yes? Yes. Okay. Rashad? That we should keep using the N-word? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Javon? No. Okay. And and obviously Justice says no. Okay. So why do you... Okay. So here's my question. If you think black people should continue to use the N-word, my question is, um, who can say the N-word? Like, is it only black people? And when, if you say yes... What do you constitute as black? I say anybody. I say anybody. Blacks, Hispanics, <laughs> Asians, you get a pass. <laughs> man. Asians might get a pass. Bro. Asians might get a pass. Oh, I ain't man. even going to cap. Come on, my boy. <laughs> White <laughs> and Indian, nah, bro. You can't be using oh, it. <laughs> but really, black black and Hispanic. Black and Hispanic is like the man. Like, I don't, I don't care if Hispanics say the N-word. Cause you think they just went through the same struggle with us? <laughs> nah, but it's like I mean, <laughs> I just don't bother me, bro. It just don't bother me. They was in the hood with us. He was like, really, honestly, <laughs> fried chicken burritos was in that thing. <laughs> I, I got no problem with a Hispanic saying the N word, bro. Man, Rashad, come at him. What you think, Rashad? Damn, gang, that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, bro, like real talk, like if you, as long as you black and you say the N word, it's like you cool but like anybody else like because i just like in high school i told y'all like how it was like a lot of hispanics that were using it yeah and it's just like man i just hated it because it's like dang because i know like like i said i know they're not using it they try to not use it in like a racist term uh-huh. but it's just like the history of the word and just like but we f- using it though yes but it's like i don't know how to explain it bro it's just like i just feel like it's just weird like for other races to be like using those type of things uh-huh. because obviously if you say anything that w- that is like a slur to them that to their race that would be wrong which obviously it is but it's like at the same time like i feel like with that word and like its history we should just be the only ones that be like saying it and also it's just like i know it's just like to some people it's just like a word but like if it's really just a word then why do other people be so pressed about not being able to say it, you feel me like, I've heard, like, a lot of, like, Hispanic people that be pressed about not saying it or even, like, Asian or white or whatever. But it's, like, why is, why is you so pressed about it if it's just a word to you? You feel me? I, I, I think all people say it subconsciously because, like, rap music is, like, one of, like, it's probably one of the biggest genres in the world right mm-hmm. now. And you can't find me a rap song right now that's a secular rap song. 
that doesn't have the N-word in it. If it does, if it does not, I bet that album that that song in has it in there like 100 times. And so my question, to, my second question was be like, what constitutes black? So, for example, you'd say that a, that a, that a, a guy with a black mom and a white dad could say the N-word, right? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. He light-skinned. Light-skinned. I mean, yeah. Okay, I mean, But what about so his Drake? son, though? What about his son, though? I mean, Drake, I mean, Drake's like, son? Drake's son, I don't know. Drake's son, hey, he don't get a pass. Is it because he's too light-skinned? I don't know. Honestly, though, I was thinking about that before, <laughs> and it's just like... I think... I don't, bl- but, well, hold on real quick. Like, I feel like it depends on, like, what you identify as, because I know it's a lot of biracial people that don't really, like, identify their with their black side because, like, they probably just don't look... They either don't look, for real, don't look like they're black, or they just don't really, like, um, what's it called? Like, feel like they're black. You feel me? Do you have to, like, identify? As, before you say it, do you got to be like, wait, guys, I identify as black. <laughs> Although, like, I ain't going to lie, though. If you got to do all that, then you probably just shouldn't be, like, saying Thanks. it. Because, like, I got to, like, my siblings, they, um, Hispanic, they, like, they have different dads from me. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have siblings. So, like, they Hispanic. Could they say it? And my mom's black, but like they obviously they never I never heard them say in their life, and like I just know I even like we I feel like we even talked about it, and they they talk about how they don't say it or if they ever refer to the word it's the n word, you feel me? Not yeah, so it's like I feel like for them probably not, and plus they like don't even look nothing like me, so so yeah. can they if they were to say it around you would you get upset? But they your brothers though, or like and your sisters. Well, yeah, well honestly, yeah, because it's like. They don't really here. Here's why I feel like I feel like because a lot of people don't really like understand like how like how Andrew was talking about, like how people were using the N word Uh against him in a bad way or even Jaden, too. It's just like if it were to happen to like a mix, like some mixed people, like they wouldn't really understand like that real feeling of like you getting pissed off about it. You feel me? That's just because they're not mixed. Or just, or just because they're not black. I would say that, uh, I would say that somebody who understand it more than like black people, or understand it at the same level as black people, would be like white women. And oh, wait, let me explain myself. You ever like be around somebody and somebody say some slick racist, but you don't catch it, and a white woman be like, oh, "That was racist." They get they get offended for you, bro. <laughs> so I would say like those. I, so when you say like they like you gotta feel or. They don't understand. I feel like everybody understands. They went through the same education you did. But it's not. No, but it's like not everyone knows what it's like to be black in America, obviously. So it's just like nobody's going to really know how you really feel about certain stuff because obviously not everyone knows how everyone feels. But it's just like especially with guys that look like us, those we've all had like different experiences with that word. And like regardless of how you feel about who should say it and who shouldn't, Regardless, uh, that word's going to mean different from people like us versus white people, uh, Hispanic people, Asian people, because they don't really understand, like, the con- like the context of the things. And sometimes people, like, say slick stuff and think it's cool when it's really, like, in reality, it's just not cool. So you think J. Cole will feel the same way if he's called the N-word to, than, like, Kevin Hart, who's, like, full black, even though J. Cole's mixed? You think they'll feel the n-word differently j cole's had the black experience i don't think black is like yeah j cole's half half black half white but like he's j cole been through like a struggle like he's more in tap with his black side like he knows what it means to be (laughs) nah like facts like you know what i mean like i'm sure he feels closer to his black side like he's been to the cookouts he didn't see his uncles (laughs) fight over michael jordan lebron james debates like (laughs) eating fried chicken like he more in tapped in with his black side than he is his white side like i think 
yeah, you are black, but like there's also an experience that goes with being black. So that's why J. Cole is okay. And I'll like, just say the like logic, like nah, but yeah, logic, yeah. he not valid, bro. About, he not valid. What about uh do you think Eminem gets a pass? No, bro. That, what? What? That boy what he did, he did I, know, same, I think Fez had the same experience though? The black experience growing up in Detroit? I mean But he's is. white, he got no black in him. Who Wait, didn't he hop on that track Eminem. forever with uh with uh, Kanye and all yeah. that? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they <laughs> he was with Dr. Dre. You know saying, he bro, performed like, in the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> took a knee and everything. You know what I'm saying? With all of them. So it's like, hey, you gotta be like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. No, bro. He at least like, you know, like when you go to a place and like you, you buy something so many times you get like a free one. <laughs> <laughs> he at least get like one free one, bro. <laughs> no. I wanna record it, bro. <laughs> Cause I feel like I feel like he if Eminem was allowed to say it like his rhymes around it would be so fire, bro. But even though like y'all say oh he gets to pass, but like when he goes out into the world, he's the people see him as a white man. He don't really get the full yeah. black experience. You're like okay, yeah, you you struggle. All right, cool. Like okay. but when you go out into the world, you get pulled over. You're not getting that black experience. So, J Cole looks like a black male. And I was gonna say like with that J Cole stuff, like yeah, he looks like a black male. So like he literally like you know that one music video where like he showed. The police like oh yeah neighbors yeah, yeah, yeah neighbors they thought he was yeah. selling dope yeah. out his crib like they don't yeah. and because think I'm selling dope. yeah I was like, listening to today actually crazy <laughs> and I was gonna I say know. like I'm pretty sure like a, a white lady called the police on him like type stuff like because a bunch of black men are in the crib thinking they like selling dope you really think Eminem's gonna probably experience those things no because he's white I, I don't know if it necessarily always just comes down to like just race when it comes to getting your house ready about <laughs> front of holy. But my question is, okay, so you said J. Cole looks like a black male. What if he had a brother that looked like a white male? Because for example, there was a study that we went over in my uh in my health class. Shout out my health teacher, Mirage. Thank you. Uh she been she been putting me on a lot, y'all. But uh but she it was these twins. One they had a, a Jamaican father and a white mother. One of the twins was like white, straight hair, looked white the other twin looked like a mixed girl a little curly hair one of the twins identified as black the other identified as white but they're born at the same time out of the same woman is it okay that the white looking twin can't say the n-word while the dark looking twin can even though they were both raised if they were both raised with the black experience you tell me that the one that is that is has lighter skin can't say the n-word just because of her skin and when then she'd probably have to sit down and explain to everybody, hold on, wait, let me show you my dad. Let me show you my sister. And it's just like she can say the N word, but we were both born at the same time. Yeah. So should she? And I know I'm calling out these like very far right ring wing things, but it's because like race as we know it is a social construct. Indeed. And and it's just like something that we look at and be like, Ah, you said it. That don't make me feel good. Cause like you can like for example, can Andrew say the N word? You black, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, you can nah, say it. Nah, wait, you wait, you Dominican. Now nah, you say you Dominican, black. folks. I identify as black, but my ethnicity is Hispanic. Now in America, all of that ethnicity stuff that go out the window, like, yeah. like you Nigerian, right? Yeah. But they gonna say they gonna say black. Black. you black. You feel me? Black overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's what I'm saying, like, because you said only black people know the struggle. What if, what if he was from Nigeria and just got here, right? No matter what the police see, they they gonna see him as black, black male. Yeah. Well, so, I still meant that though, but I just didn't like. Yeah, cause my fault. I be when I say black people, sometimes I be forgetting about like like <laughs> African people too. My fault, bro. But like, <laughs> we but talk like about I, all of them. Yeah, yeah. But like, cause like we all look, we all look the same. Even though he's African, we all look the same, damn near. So then the N word originated. I mean, obviously we think about slavery. So like my dad, 
Would my dad be able to say the N word even though he was born and raised in Africa? Yes, bro. Even though, mm-hmm. yes. But they, but they never grew up with that oppression, that black experience. Yeah. They grew up with okay, the, but he the is black. With stuff. being black comes being black, looking like a black male or female, and the experience. So even if you ain't had that experience, you gonna get that experience going out into America being someone that looks black. So you are a black male. You in America, you gonna experience being black. What it's like being black in America? You get to say the N word. So I got another question. So what you do? Do you guys think any? Uh, what about the white guys that grew up in the hood? You you you'd have seen the white guys with the lineups. They they work. They sag their pants. But but it they hard. They ain't no different from us. They skin just a little different. What about those guys that grew up in the hood their whole life? Because everybody had that one white dude that went to their school, and was he was just like one of the guys. Yeah, he was just like one of them, right? And he wasn't like a, a, a Evan or anything. He he, but he probably name was Evan, but he act like a, a Tyrone or something. But it's just like, can can he get a pass? Is it okay for him, or is he just like the only one that's out of the whole session? Why y'all hooping that can't say it? Because he grew up there. He grew up. He grew up sleeping at your mama house, sleeping at your grandma house. He 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 ate all the collard greens. His mama might know how to cook some collard greens. He might got a black stepdaddy. <laughs> you ever seen Power? Nah, bro. Like I want to start Tommy. Watching. Tommy from like Power. Tommy. Tommy said it one time, and yeah, in the I, show. I, peeped, I peeped. I was like, but no, like, I didn't bat an eye. But like, <laughs> I just feel like if you are like a white dude and you grew up in the hood, blah blah blah, X Y Z, like you gonna know, like it's just something you don't say. You know what I mean? Like that's just how you you just know. You just don't say it. I want to get my boy Javon point because my boy Javon don't think nobody should say it. Come on, come on, Javon. Tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. Okay. Well, I'll explain my viewpoint on it. So, it's all from the way the word originated. Um, to say the word, I mean, it started out with the hard R, you know. That's mm-hmm. a derogatory term. I feel like when we use it, it's really just keeping them chains on us. That's how I feel about it You think it so? Anyway. I feel like it's not really something that's... It's not necessary. I feel like mm-hmm. it just causes more rifts, not just with like the black community, but I mean communities outside of us. I don't really agree with any like, you know, terms like you know, like how y'all were just saying like, mm-hmm. like excuse me, but being like how y'all are saying stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like if it has like a negative stigma to it, it doesn't really need to be said. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course people are gonna say it. I mm-hmm. mean. It's not viewed in that light anymore. It's mm-hmm. viewed more as like a bond, a connection when you yeah. say it. But I just think with the history that's behind it, it's not really a word that you should be proud of saying like with your color, knowing the origin of it mm-hmm. and knowing like the people that d- died behind that word and the people that suffered the torm- torment and anguish. Oh, and they were called that. Yeah. It's just like... So like... Who you say the N word? Do I say it? Yeah. Yeah. You say the N word? No, I say it every day. Every <clears> other <throat> word. You say it? I don't say it. I have Justice. You no, Well you know I say Yeah, it. I mean that's how we <laughs> uh, that's how that's how we <laughs> greeted each other. I was just like What up? <laughs> yeah. So um wait, what were you gonna say? No, nah, I was just wondering, like, do we all say I mean, cause I say it all the time. I just it's just part of my natural vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I, like three and three right here. Yeah, you three, three. I I I agree with what Javon said about uh, keeping the chains on us, but then I also think to myself because um, I try to be like realistic, and I think to myself, man, is is it gonna stop being said? Are people gonna stop and and think about the 
the roots and the effect yep. that it may have on the kids and stuff like that. And I think to myself, uh, probably not. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't advocate for change because, like, people back then, when they fought for us, they didn't think that they were going to get no change. Look, look at today. It's been a lot of change, but we still fight for a lot of stuff. Man, but I would, I would still have to say that I, I think – I think everybody should be able to say it, but without everybody, everybody. Oh no, I'm not with that. But wait, 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 wait. But wait, it all depends on context, and and I only say this because it's just get too, it gets too like mushed up together, and people get too in there. Like I understand that it feels weird to hear like a white guy or something like say the M word, but a, a lot of times when people use it, they're not using it in a uh, in a bad word. And like when you expect like these rappers who blow up off these non-black or non-Hispanic communities, they blow up off white people listening to it. And if you think these white people don't sing these songs to the T when they be in the shower or in the car by themselves on their way to work and just only skip that N word when y'all are, when they're around <laughs> y'all, I'm telling you, this, that's, how, that's just how it goes. So like, I think everybody should be able to say it because I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but yeah, just like I think it's just like. So if a white person came up to you and said, "What up, ma?" You would be cool with that. It depends on. It's like <laughs> yeah, like I mean, if if he didn't put the er on it, you know, because like people use people mean it differently. Just like the same way, like I use. Don't come at me. Um, you say the R. You say R. I say the R word. No, 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 the R word. You know. Yeah, the R word. Yeah. Yeah, I say the R word all the time. But I would never walk up to a mentally disabled person and be like, "What's up?" That yeah, you right. But I, but I use it in like a way that like I'll be doing something. I'll be like, "Oh, I'm so blank." No, that's facts. I say a lot of stuff that like you're not even supposed to like say politically. Know? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't go out in public and say that. Like you would get kicked out of school if they found out you said this. But yeah, I get you. I yeah. feel I feel like like with the N word, like for me personally, like I learned, especially during college, I learned that like you just like. I just when I'm like around people like like if all y'all were white I would not say the n word just because you feel, when you like you just make them feel comfortable and I feel like that's the thing like you can't really, when you make people like feel comfortable and like you constantly say it like it's going like be they're going to be like oh I mean I can do it and I just feel like like with me personally like whenever I'm like about around a bunch of people that don't look like me <clears throat> I just like choose just to be like you know I'm gonna just not say it because it's, if dude see me, then and he says it then we are gonna have some issues. So I feel like sometimes like that's what some like I feel like us as black people kind of just gotta make sure like if we are gonna use it's not wrong if you don't use it but if you are gonna use it at least like use try to be aware of your surroundings because some people will try to be too you know buddy buddy with you when it comes to that. Okay, so first off, you say only black people can say the n word. Then you say only black people can say the N-word around other black no, people. No, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, you should be, like... Just more conscious of yeah, how I'm you're so, using the word and who's around when you're saying it. Like, maybe not say it every... Because if you got, like... Because I know people who, like, told me that, like, they got friends that... Or I know people personally that, like, would start saying it, like, think they comfortable because I said it in front of them. Mm. And then to me, it's like, well, dang, now I can't even really be myself around you. Now I kind of got to, you know focused on my language a little bit because you want to you know be me that's why i just feel like it's not wrong with black people saying it but i just feel like you just gotta be conscious of the people you're around because sometimes they try to like you know because you know america loves black culture america loves looking at the things we do and say and try to like uh take it like especially with um 
african-american vernacular english like people yeah. love the way we talk and then they try to like use the slang and then they'd be like what the heck is you talking about so i got a white girl i took a class with she be like she said something to me one time she was like oh it called 400 i was like what you, i was like what you say <laughs> you know that tiktok where it's like what you say but <laughs> no i look you got a question for that though oh go ahead because uh this this kind of like one of them one of them questions that make you see the scenery so yeah like, when you really think about like us black people we got that word right but when you think about white people they don't got that word or hispanics you know so even though we know what they say they don't call that to each other like they're not going to call each other you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Or even with Asians, they don't call each other something that they know in history has mm-hmm. been derogatory. So it's yeah. like you have to sit back and question why are we the only race who still got a word that we want to say it's only for us, but really at the end of the day, it's something bad to it. No other race do that. So mm-hmm. they ain't got to sit back and question, mm-hmm. like, man, what is, what is you really doing? Because other races probably looking at us like, you're the only race that does that. Mm-hmm. And it's the only word that, you know what I'm saying, bring people down. Because nobody say, and my bad. I don't know. It's M U L L A T O. I don't know if that's Mulatto. Yeah. Mulatto. You know what I'm saying? Back that's a rapper name, Mulatto. That's true. Back in the day, that would be like you know what I'm saying. You Mulatto. call people that ain't that. Ain't, you know what I'm saying. You yeah. read all the text. That's not right. You know what I'm saying. But slowly but surely, that name went away because mm-hmm. people didn't. They stopped saying that. So I feel like it's like an all or nothing thing because you can't manage everybody's free will. They all gonna do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So if we still let that word be present, even amongst us. You're still giving away people a way to do that because I promise you, when people stop, it's gonna die just like a trend. Man, that's, <laughs> this that's is an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go on your example of like music. Oh yeah. So go. you're saying like if there's like a rapper, correct me if I'm wrong. You were saying like if there's like a rapper, like a black, like say like Drake or something like that, mm-hmm. and a white person singing to it, like we shouldn't think that they're just like skipping over the n words. That, that's what you're saying, right? Wait, wait, wait. What? What did the white person say it? Are you are you saying we should not think that the white person is just going to skip over each n word like they're probably saying it? No. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're definitely more so, than they're 100 so saying it when they be at home alone by the child. So then, if if black people stopped like saying the n word, black rappers, because we know hip hop's like the most popular genre of music uh-huh. in the world, the n word could be abolished. Do you think? Mm. If we stop saying it, then it wouldn't. Then it could just go away. Do you think? Do you think that's true? Nah, nah, because I don't think there's no, like, pr- probably, like, way when, like, whites become the minority in this country, maybe we'll stop saying it. But, like, as of right now, when, like, like coming from the hood, coming from the hood, because, like, you got to think about, like, the education system that's in place in, like, um in black neighborhoods, which are really poor, because we know that you've never been to a good black neighborhood, right? So, I've made that point too many times, I'm tired of saying it. But, um... So when you come from a poor environment like that, you you just like you're prone to say it because of the amount that what your parents listen to. My mama never spared me from listening to rap music or even watching rated R movies where they said it in the movies and stuff like that or stand up comedy where they said it in there. So I don't think no, I don't think that we'll stop saying it. And then I, I honestly think there'll be like a riot before before that, because I feel like if you like try to like get people to stop saying something, man, people will come out and talk about uh the amendments, their their rights to say whatever they want and, and stuff like that. But no, I don't think it'll ever die down because like the educational level of the rappers that we got, a lot of them might never go to high school or, or dropped out of high school. And I don't see no like educated rappers. I mean I know like 
Who's that? Uh, did J. Cole go to college? Yeah. Yeah. Two chains. Yeah, two chains went to college. And, and man, he, but they, they said every other sentence you'd expect. But yeah. I understand that it's not necessarily something they probably want to do. It's probably just something that they do just because that's, no, they, that's the only way they want money. Maybe when people stop wanting to hear that same yeah. music. But, I mean, like, music has been saying N-word in it since, like, the 90s. And people who were born in 1990 was now 30. So I mean, I, I guess my question should have been that: uh-huh. Do you think black people are keeping the N word alive? Oh, definitely. Okay, definitely. Like, if black people just stop saying it, we all just came to go. Let's not say the N word, and black people just stop every single yeah. one. Would the N word go away? That was, I guess, that's that was my question. I mean, the only way I can see the N word going away if you like gave people food stamps to not say it, because because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that's how black people vote for the Democrats. You give them food stamps, so it's just like that's the only that's the only reason I can see the N word dying off. You give like some type of like. And well, I know that's not like really true, but like if you give some type of like incentive to like train them to not like not even just focused around the N word, just to be more conscious of where you came from and, and things to say if we were more mindful with the words that we said, maybe. But like overall, nah. But but this is this is this is a good uh, turn of topic because we um what it, what is some things besides the N word that you think we as black people need to work on? Spending uh, money, households. Mm-hmm. Who said households? Oh, really? Well, okay. Yeah. I'll definitely say. Okay. I'm, I'm about, go ahead. I'm, I'm about to switch it up a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Because it's not even households. Mental health. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. definitely one of the biggest things that I think we should work on as a black community. Um, I feel like there's a lot of black people that tend to have a lot of. Uh, <coughs> There's a lot of problems. I mean, we go through a lot, and we're taught to, like, I don't know if any of you have any siblings or anything, but I had a I had three older brothers, and their way of dealing with it was it was just, like, toughen up. Like, it was just, like, there ain't no other way around it. If something happened, you pick yourself right back up or anything, but you don't talk about it. Hit the blunt a couple times. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, it, that, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, in a way, that's good because that toughens you up like as a man but at the same time you don't get to express that emotion and that's exactly why so many people are so like shut off i guess to their emotions and it ends up with a lot of depression and that leads us to a whole nother thing of drugs and that could kind of like be correlated together oh i don't know that's my that's most definitely (laughs) correlated bro that's funny that you bring up that point because i was making this point uh few days ago where i was talking about mental health um it's like you see on the news right white guy shoots up a school dylan roof shoots up a church first thing they hear oh he was mentally unstable he was probably bullied or something like that you see you see a black dude on the news for like gang violence they're animals they deserve to be locked up forever Never, never, never getting out. And, and, I, and I think I think about like they never really mentioned our mental health. It's, it's just like as if we're all like uh, intentional savages, as if like like we all grew up in happy homes and just like all chose to go out and just like 
do these things. Nah, you see the dude in um who ran his car yeah, into that thing in Waukesha? Shaw? Yeah. He literally mm-hmm. looks crazy, but yeah. nobody want to say that. <laughs> oh, he's a thug. I was hoping so bad he was white too, dog. Like, I was, <laughs> dog, I was so mad when he was black, bro. I was so disappointed, bro. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Hey, was y'all? I thought I was because this was one. after Kyle Rittenhouse too. I was like, ooh, I'm hoping he white. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first person I had. I was like, oh, it's another white guy. I saw the mugshot. I was like, dang, we just took an L today. Man. Hey, I was like, bro. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh boy. I was like, you we down like, a thousand. His eyes, his eyes wide open. And yeah. You know, I'm like, dang, what is this guy? Oh, man. And it wasn't even a race thing with him either. Like, he was just crazy. Like, yeah. but of course, Twitter and, you know, mm-hmm. the media made it into a black versus white thing. But yeah, you know. Yeah, that was crazy. What What's some other things y'all think black people need to work on? Um, I heard somebody mention, what'd you mention, money? I didn't mention, uh, he, oh, he mentioned money. Money. Oh. money. You want to talk first or you want me? No, go ahead, bro. Uh, I feel like for me, dang, can I fix this? Gosh. For me, it's probably like homophobia. Really? I feel like, I feel like with the black community, cause look, man, we deal with racism, but you and like obviously we don't like racism, mm-hmm. but you being saying this and that towards gay people or bisexual people, like what makes you any different from a white man who calls you the n word with the hard R? You feel me? Yeah, maybe different context. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you still being hateful towards another group. And I just feel like and I definitely um, feel like a lot of the things we've done in our like past have been like. Uh, how do you say it? Like things we say about the LGBTQ community has kind of been like just like normalized when really it just shouldn't be. And just a lot of people like make what? like like I feel like like I'm when I say this I mean like black like some like people black people's like mindsets about like I remember a lot of people like would be like in high school would be like I'm I'm cool with gay people but just keep that stuff away from me like that's just like like it's just not like it even like it took I'm not gonna lie because I, I used to sometimes think like that but then I realized like man that's just wrong like it's just like that's just wrong and I just feel like a lot of black people have got to realize that if we especially towards like gay black people like if we like doing this towards like our own people then like what makes us any different from like those people who hate us because of the way we look you feel me we actually just had the president of gsa on our podcast last week Mm -hmm. uh it's uh gay student alliance guys go check out their podcast it's great talk i actually brought up the point how how a lot of black people are like super homophobic in the uh in the community but I th- I think the I think it's not I think it's um how we deal with it cuz like black parents like I don't know if y'all but I feel like as black people a lot of times it's so hard for us to like talk to our parents cuz like I feel like it's like a barrier where it's just like we feel like we can't come out I don't know if y'all got that same problem with y'all parents but I couldn't come out to my mom and be like hey mom I just met this girl I I, I don't know I just don't feel it's that uncomfortable comfortable. Yeah. yeah it's it's definitely uncomfortable but I know all my white friends and and they and they mama know all they business. I'm just like, man. They be bringing girls. They be having sleepovers at the crib with that girl. <laughs> yeah, that ain't flying in, the, in my crib. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That ain't flying in my <laughs> My girl is not going for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, and I, I think um, that, yeah, black people can definitely do a better job with the the way we – because we associate, like, homophobic with, like, like one of the worst things. Like, I, I knew, like, a, it was a gangster dude. It was a gangster dude. He, he – done shootouts and stuff like that and, and i just remember him just was like man that n-word gay that gay a n-word and i was just like man that's crazy that he just like out here just like 
making this man like super negative, but he just like done drive by. I'm just like, hey, the story bro. of Gangsta Licious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, hey, that's Boondocks, y'all. But yeah, I, I've, I've always I've thought about that though. Yeah, and I feel like also like sometimes like a lot of the like we just also got when it comes to that subject like some of us just got learned to like mind our business about stuff like i remember like seeing like y'all know who jalen green is on the houston rockets yeah, yeah. like one super drippy yeah but some one time he like painted his nails black or something like that and then i'm like looking at his comments and like people are like oh man i'm not a fan of him no more stuff like that it's like look <laughs> personally i wouldn't do it but like if you're gonna like <laughs> if you're gonna do it go ahead but like plus he got more money than me so i can't even say nothing so i don't know i just feel like some of us with stuff like that like or anything like really regarding that like that community like sometimes you just gotta like learn to just like mind your business and just realize that some people just do different things and stuff like that i feel like that's harder to get over to like the older generation over oh, you yeah, know for sure. they, they grew up in a different era they grew up in a different like i, I when i was little i used to want to get my ears pierced but one time i asked my grandma i was like grandma can i get my ears pierced and she called me the f word y'all and i was like dang Hurt my feelings a little bit. I'm like, grandma, I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she didn't believe me or something like that. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I feel like it's definitely something that, that's gonna be like a big hill to get over because it's seen as so negative in the black community. Like anytime you hear somebody like it could be like the like one like a, a, a crackhead and they'll just be like, Oh, he hey. And and it's just like seen in such a negative context. What's something else? You talked about money? Yeah, I feel like uh, my dad was locked up for like four years, right? Uh-huh. So when you locked up, you get you work a job, you know. He came, yeah. he came out with like twelve grand, all right. For real? Yeah, they get paid. I mean, I mean, I you got to think got after four years. No, but you got to think like I don't work four years to make twelve grand, like I yeah, I made you it. know. But um, yeah, he came on. First thing he bought was a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he spent with all his money, a Camaro that you can't even <laughs> drive in the winter, bro. Had it for a couple months. I just feel like as black people, we just just because we got the money, we feel like we got to spend it instead of, you know, putting it in place. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you got a son who's Pam Han been taking care of him while you've been locked up, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't me some bread, bro. You know, <laughs> pay for my book, something like that. But, yeah, I think that kind of does tie in with the uh, households, though, too. So Yeah, I definitely I, – I talk about, like, financial literacy because I talked about, like, on my own podcast. And when, uh, <laughs> when uh, Andrew came on because – he liked the word that I used that I said financial fin- literacy, right? Yeah, financial literacy. <laughs> or and black people, I'd say that as as in general, because not all of us are financially illiterate. I would actually say though, guys, to like put y'all on. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of of like uh, Earn Your Leisure, but it's this podcast with these two black dudes, right? And they basically go over like a whole bunch of like um, financial literacy things, like t- teach you about the market, or just like give you tips about the market. And there's other people like. Uh, it's this dude, like it kind of remind me of your dad, but like he did the opposite thing of your dad. His name is uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Wall Street Trapper. His name is Wall Street Trapper. I've heard him. He was on the um, he was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he was on the Breakfast Club, and so basically, guys, he he went to jail, and while he was in jail, he he had like went to the hole or something, and he he had met this dude that was in federal jail, like a white dude, white blue for blue white collar crimes, and he and the, and he was talking to the um, white dude who's like, "What you do to get in here?" He was like. And I money money laundered like um, three million dollars, and he said a white dude told him, "I bet you in here for something smaller than ten grand." And he was like, "Yeah." And then he told he said a white dude taught him all. I mean, started to tell him about the market, and then he started reading books on the market. And he said when he was in jail, he used to go up to CNBC and watch all the ticker symbols on t- on the TV and stuff. And now now that he got out, his daughter worked for a few hundred k because he didn't invested in her five twenty nine plan and and got her own um, plans. And, and my boy up for a few mil, and it's just like it's just so dope <laughs> to see that. 
and and I just think it's like amazing. But I feel like as black people, when we think about financial literacy and and like the stock market, we think of the money being so slow and stuff like that that people don't really want to look into it. But it's like great investment for the future. I definitely agree with that. What, <coughs> what about you, Jay? Um, one thing I definitely say is I feel like we need to practice delayed gratitude. What? So oh, explain. So basically, what I mean by that is like once we get money. We don't know what to do with it. We start, like, start buying stuff that we don't need. Like, it, it's a whole bunch of things that aren't necessities, and it, our money shrivels right back down, and then we're wondering, how did we get there? Like, all I was seeing over IG once the stimulus came out <laughs> is we about to have lobster for dinner every day. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, bro, like, actually use the actual, and that's the mindset behind, like, well, I'd say a lot of black people with a lot of things, but I feel like, I mean, this could be a whole different subject. Yeah. But I feel like with designer, that's definitely oh. one of the biggest things yeah. that, yeah. like, kills black people's pockets. Like, Ain't it? When they could invest it in it more. I mean, that's what I think. I feel like this is a perfect time to be talking about this, though, because it is tax time. And it's funny that we're talking about this because my stepdad had just texted me today. And like he, I guess he just got his taxes. He gonna text me, "Hey, Peter, man, look up a flight from from Memphis to Miami." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That boy finna act up over there." Boy. Hey, that's what I said. I was like, "I was like, this boy finna cut up my mama up and cash at me today." I said, "Oh, they got their cash. They got them taxes. They got them taxes." But yeah, I, I think about that all the time. Yeah, cause delayed gratitude. But I feel like um, I remember um listening to a um t grizzly song and i remember him saying like um somebody asked him why he don't put his money on a card and he said i've been he said like i've been broke my whole life so i need this in my face like the cash money so i think like one reason that like black people that we uh that we like look at all this money and or like spend it is because like since we grew up in poverty we ain't you know how your mama be like you come in the store and your mama be like act like you done been somewhere before or it's just like, and, and, or like you have a skull touchdown or some of your coach be like, act like you've been there. But like, as black people, when they, when we get that money, we, we act like we ain't never been there. We mm-hmm. we ball out. We we Fendi, we Prada. We ain't got no money in our pocket. I knew this dude in high school, bro, that had all the new J's, Gucci belt. But every time you see him, let me hold a dollar, bro. I'm finna try and buy me some snacks. I know too many. I, I, I know too like, many, man. I used to be like, boy, your J is clean. Boy, you got a new polo jacket. He had a vape jacket, the one that zip up all the way over your head. I was like, come on, man. Bape had the black community in a choke. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. I was online looking at Bape hoodies when I was younger. <laughs> man, Jordan. That boy Jordan been strangling us for a minute, though. No. Sure. And he, I'm gonna keep buying stop, them. He not stopping anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> hey. Oh, you go. I was gonna say, uh, I'm stuck between two things. One, colorism. Yeah. Uh, I feel oh. like team light skin versus team dark skin. Oh. That's That started in slavery. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, uh, you know, obviously, like, quick history lesson, like, the light skins, they were usually, like, the byproducts of, like, the white master and, like, the yeah. uh, woman slave, mm-hmm. uh, enslaved person. Uh, and so they were treated a lot better. They were in the house. They, you know, they were able to eat some of the food that they ate. And then, obviously, the dark-skinned people were in the fields. And so that, that history has kind of, you know, made its way down here with, like, you know, team light skin, team dark skin. Obviously, in today's society, light skins are more favorable than, uh, or they're seen as more attractive. It depends on what sex you talking about. Oh, uh, uh, let's just say, because uh, no, actually, I think li- I think people would still prefer a light skinned male, with like you know a not you know the the typical light skin or like a light skinned girl, 
like a Alicia Keys, a, a Mariah Carey, you know, mm-hmm. those type of people over a dark skinned girl. So I feel like probably girls wise, because I feel like so many women today like really want dark skinned men. That's like all I hear, like dark skull tint. I was say dark really? skull, tall, dark tall men. Really? You? I just feel like you know yeah. light skinned dudes are seen. I feel like are, are more like a Steph Curry. You oh. know what I mean? Those are more favorable. And then they Chris Paul. Like <laughs> then like a Chris Paul, you know, <laughs> like you know, Steph Curry has like those hazel eyes. They don't have like the dark brown eyes. So I think that, and like within the black community, that's a problem. But also, my other thing was uh, we need to stop, you know, telling each other like, oh, like you speak white. You know, some of my cousins in the South Side of Chicago, you know, CPS school is very different from, mm-hmm. you know, the suburbs or whatever. So like, I growing up, my sister and I, we like spoke proper. I don't even like to say we speak white. Yeah. Um, because when we say we speak white, then that means speaking black is it, wrong. And that means like we're we're supposed to speak wrong. You're black. You're supposed to speak wrong. Mm-hmm. So like we need to stop telling each other that and, and you know, keeping us down because education is power. You know yeah. what I mean, if we're educated, then like that should I don't know, like we shouldn't be making fun of each other if you're educated. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, though, because going out to school in the burbs, the white people would tell me like. You're not black. You don't speak. Exactly. You don't, that, that's what white people tell us. I've never heard a black person really? tell me like, hey, wow. "Yo, yeah. you speak white." Like, I, yeah. I've had that. I used to like. So like, I'll be every girl that I've talked to, like, when I was like in Wisconsin, or if I talked to like a, a proper girl, and I like Facetime my cousin, and he'd hear her talking, he'd be like, "Oh, Peter, you got you a girl that tall, proper boy," or something like that. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> and, and they and they notice it. Like, yeah. we black people, like we notice it. But another thing that I was going to say, I used to work on this guy who was a manager for, like, this place called PCN. I used to work on when I was in high school. And he was telling me this story about one time this girl was like, don't make me act black. And then he, he like, brought up this whole point. And he was like, what does it mean to act black? Does it mean to act ignorant? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, because we all know, like, no matter what we can say, we all know what it means when people say don't make me act black. Because mm-hmm. that stereotypical ratchet girl yeah. that, that, that comes in our head that, Oh, I, I don't really do this live stuff, or or let me take my wig off, or or just stand up somewhere and just start a twerking or something like that. Hey, but this is a quick transition because I, I don't know if we're gonna have a lot to say about this one. But what do you think that what are things since I asked what are things that black people are doing that we could work on? What do you think that are things that black people are doing good? We set the trends, bro. <laughs> Nah, like we really are like the culture. Like we really dictate how people talk, how people dress. I mean, like Air Force Ones was our thing. Now you got every white girl wearing Air Force Ones. They don't even treat them right, bro. Exactly. Beat, beat. beat. (laughs) Crazy. It makes me want to set them on fire when I see them. I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm hearing, you know, white kids, oh, we pushing pee, like, you know, stuff like that. I just really think, like, black people as just a group like we just are cooler than everybody else i I find that so funny that we are like we we are the trendsetters but yet we still face so many problems but exactly yeah someone told me they want our rhythm but not our blues yeah hey that's 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 deep i like that that, though hey that might be the caption (laughs) (laughs) y'all that might be the caption but i was gonna say what else what else are some things because i don't even know if necessarily setting trends are are like necessarily like a good thing uh, i think so dude i really do like in every aspect i don't know dude like um dude like when gunna (laughs) came out with that push and pee um 
one of what what was that what was the name of the album Rashad? DS4. Yeah, when he came out with DS4, like I I really thought like he really like added a new word to our vocabulary. Like I really just thought that was dope. Like Man. just really starting something new. But how many words have came and gone though? I'm a I'm gonna be pushing P and pushing P for a minute, dog. And because no cap is starting to fade out, I don't really hear people say that no more. I disagree. I still say no cap, cap. a lot. Yeah, but you yes, <laughs> said cap. Yes, cap. Yeah, but I'm saying like there have been so many words that have like came and gone, but like, man, the words they temporary. But but it if the words are temporary, they're like mediated by like a smaller culture because as we know, the N word is mediated by like a big culture. What else do y'all think? I was that finna, yeah, I was finna add. Uh, Really, I feel like it's entitlement, like uh, titles and things that come with titles. Because I remember, like, I've been watching All American with my with my media friends. Uh-huh. And, you know, like when you look at like people like I don't know if y'all watched it, but like yeah, I watched you know, All American. Like Sean and Preach. Yeah, so I remember they'd always <clears throat> like Spencer or like somebody should always tell them or like Cooper say like, bro, you know that there's a life outside the mm-hmm. gang. You know what I'm saying? But they'd always tell them like, nah, bro, this all I know. I'm a hustler. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like having that title kind of leads a lot of people to be to stay one way and it kind of leads into the house so when i said the first time was because like when a dude get a girl you Mm -hmm. think that he doing it because he's finessing i don't know if you ever seen love jones old Mm -hmm. movie when he got the girl he was finessing but then he he couldn't get out of it because all he knew himself to be was a finesser Mm -hmm. so he kept having to go to girl to girl to girl because he's like i'm a finesser that's what i do so when it came down to actually settle down he couldn't do it because that's his title he gave himself so i feel like just entitlements in general just keep people in these like we keep our own self in these cages like somebody say i'm a hustler they're never gonna get out (laughs) the game because they keep saying they're a hustler they say i'm a finesse they're never gonna settle down because they keep saying i'm a finesse this is what i am I can't get bigger than I can't get bigger than that. And you think entitlement is something that black people do good, or were, no. were you commenting on something? No, nah, I feel like I feel like that's something that's kind of holding us back a little bit. Because I feel like it. once you learn to kind of be like a little bit humble, let go of the pride a little bit, you're able to expand yourself a lot better. Hence, education. I know a lot of people. I used to talk on 2K. A lot of old heads talking about they don't want to. Like, why are you speaking like that? You always, you know what I'm saying? We old school over here. We don't do none of that because they stuck in that system, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, they stuck in that entitlement. Like, even the word old head. Why is that even a thing, bro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, get, I get you old, bro. You got wisdom, but, like, just these little titles just be making people in these little boxes, bro. Ah. So I feel like getting rid of that, you'll do a lot of people. You'll do a lot of good for the people. What do you think we do good, Amon? I really can't. Yeah. I mean, like, what do white people do good? What do white people do yeah. good? What do white people they do? Ma- what do Hispanics do good? Man, I don't know so about Hispanics? the Hispanics, but I can tell you about the white. They, they can work. I ain't gonna lie. Hispanics can. Oh work. yeah, Hispanics. Hispanics. Oh yeah, they are very hardworking. They, okay. they, they are they, very they, hardworking. Yeah. And they, they, they're like their families. They're all about that stuff. I yeah. feel like they're more together. Like you know, you see a household. The grandmas in there. Mom, dad, siblings, cousins. They're all together. Literally, you but that's just culture, though. Like that goes back to like you know. Like a big, bigger, like societal issue, though. You feel me? Oh, you think that's an issue? Like, this man like, took uh, your microphone off, bro. <laughs> nah, it, it broke. It broke. It fell off. Nah, but I'm saying though, like you go back to slavery, like, how, like, um, yeah. I mean, you don't even got to go back that far. You got, you can go to like Ronald Reagan era. You yeah, know, black true. men going to yeah. prison for you know harsh crack sentences, crimes. You know, the black yeah. household is broken up, so mm-hmm. like we don't really get that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of single mother households. So I think that goes back to like a bigger societal issue. Can I can I ask him a question? Do oh. you think? Uh, the black black people are more uh, more or less united than like the civil rights movement. You talking about like that time period? Yeah, like oh, do okay. you think we were more united then, or do you like, or are we less united now? Like, what what do you think? Because you, you were talking about society, which made me think like how society plays a role in it. 
I mean, I really can't. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, they was probably way more united back then. Though. Like you know, I like you had to be though. Like yeah. you feel me? Like you really ain't have a choice. I feel like now it's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. We just kind of all doing our own things. Really, like we all equal for the most part. That's crazy because that's when you think about that. That's really like it plays into society thing. The message nowadays is do what makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you do, everybody got to accept it. So even when it comes down to black people, we're not even together because everybody doing what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Maybe if the cause brings us together, for sure I'll work with you. But if it's as for me and my purpose, I don't care about nobody else. I'm going to go do what I want to do. So mm-hmm. coming down to that, it's like, of course we let's united in because all they cared about was getting their rights just at that time. They all united for that one purpose. But what are we going to night for today? I mean, Black History mm-hmm. Month... Honestly, when I was looking online on the on social media, you got white girls or guys tying shoes for black people, and then they just put BHM joking about it. So when you really think about it, it's like, hey, I see that, bro. Like, I saw you that, know bro. What so, hey. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, bro, really funny for that. that <laughs> bro, funny like, for that. I, I was seeing that. I was like, I'm laughing, like you know, like you know what I'm saying, bro. But when you really think about it, it's like everybody got they. Everybody just really feel like they got their own path. So it's like unless a cause brings us together, then you really ain't gonna see that. I don't know. I would definitely say we're less united because, I mean, we black people are divided right now just because of the Dirk and Youngboy beef. It's man. Just like, <laughs> man, bro, Rashad, hey. how you going how you gonna hot ride for Youngboy, bro? He dissing on your whole city, hey, Look at look dissing on your right. whole look, city. Look, look, Wait, look, man. Time out, bro. OTF. Right right there. Right there. Look, look at that. Y'all, y'all got <laughs> divided just that quick, bro. Y'all nah, divided just I got quick. no side on the beat, but it's crazy to me. All these dudes from Chicago riding for Youngboy, and I'm like, he dissing on your whole city, bro. Like, how you even go for that? Man, this is what I'm going to say. This is how we divided right now. We we divided over what rapper? Like we are <laughs> like we know these people personally. Like we know I we Nah, that's bro. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> bro, see, see look look at that, bro. Like like we know these people personally. We don't know these per- people at all. And it's just like so crazy that we we so quick to divide. Or or the whole fact that like I think it's crazy that like um that gang violence is still a thing that we'll still ride up or, or suit up and go kill each other over over principles that are that are just like so crazy. Over what block you live on? <laughs> yeah, over what block you rent on that your that your mama paying rent at? It's just like, well, you tripping? What? You don't you even just, own it, bro. <laughs> hey, you don't even own the block, bro. You over there claiming West Side? Where y'all renting? Sixty third. Annie, you talking about sixty third? What them some apartments, boy? You tripping? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming at all y'all, boy. But I'm just saying, bro. That's just so crazy that we that we doing that. That's just I just think it's like, I think it's hilarious, like crazy. That just reminded me of a Jay-Z lyric. Hmm. All right, so, because he the GOAT. But (laughs) basically, what he said, like, that's what y'all were just saying, how they're dying over neighborhoods that they don't even live, like, don't even, you know. Yeah, they rent from. Yeah. Jay-Z said, okay, and I quote, he said, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama renting, right? Mm -hmm. And then he Mm -hmm. said, take your drug money, buy the neighborhood, that's how you rent it. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel like we ha- it, it all comes back to entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we have this like notion that we supposed to be this gangster, be or this like- gangster, supposed to be running this area and everything. And it's like false you, dilemma. You really don't know the levels to it. You're you're like in this box of what you see every day, mm-hmm. but it's a lot bigger than what you think it is. That- 
I I agree with you, bro. Cause my my cousin from Mississippi, and all he know everything about Chicago drill rap, and he ain't never been to Chicago, nowhere to the north. Yeah, me too. And, and he and he gonna say he I was in Chicago one day. He gonna say, hey man, don't be hanging around around them bus stops. That's what happened to Tuka. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, bro, what what are you talking about, bro? I was like, bro, do you do you think like every bus Everywhere, stop is yeah. and 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 and, and then because that's kind of like me too. Because I used to think like every like place was just like so hooded out but then like when i've got here and i've because i used to think the hood was like the world and i used to think like the white people world was just like smaller than i used to think the hood was all the world but like as i've grown up i realized how small it is and how how small minded we that we are as black people like how we don't really get to see much like mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of us don't ever really get to see something and then when we finally do see it i feel like those people ended up end up breaking out of the black community but I feel like it's so hard to like come back to the black community and like educate your fellow man. Cause I think about like when I go home and try to like talk to my homeboys and stuff like that, they be like, "Man, going on with all that? You that's preaching?" Thing, yeah. and, just, and and that make me think like, "Man, that's why people don't really be coming to the black community." Cause like when you try to show a man the sun, like it's it's like that uh the dark Play-Doh. cave that Play-Doh, that, that, yeah. that Play-Doh dark cave thing where like it was these people that was raised in a dark cave. And then one of them broke free because they was they was like chained in a dark cave and they, they thought shadows were real. This one time, this dude broke free, went outside, seen the sun, and realized that what they were seeing was just mirror images. He came back and tried to tell his homeboys about it, and they killed him for it just because he was trying to show them something that they couldn't see. And it's just like that's how we do each other. Like when I go home, it's be like, "Hey man," they be like, they're like, "Man, Peter, you preaching? I ain't trying to hear all that." And they just be quick to call up a girl and boom, get her pregnant, go to jail, restart the cycle, and just yeah. like. Nah, that's um, that's facts, bro. That's why I really say like um, I know you're not from Milwaukee, but like I literally always say like, bro, you just gotta get out of Milwaukee. Like um, there's really just nothing here for you. Um, all you see is liquor stores, gas stations. Man, that's every hood. Literally, not literally. Like you go in Milwaukee, you literally gonna see liquor store, liquor store, liquor store, gas station, every hood, abandoned building, every hood, and it's real sad. Like um, unfortunately for me, like my parents um became real successful. We moved out to the suburbs and I mm-hmm. went to high school. And so, like, I saw, like, the other life. Like, yeah. I went to this dude, uh, my neighbor, his name was David. His dad was, like, the CFO for Johnson Control. Mm-hmm. Wow. He had a pool, um, basketball court. That's not even what amazed me, bro. I had never seen a pantry before, dog. Dang. Really? I go back to my, I go back home, like, mom, like, he's rich. Like, he's got a pantry. Like a walk-in pantry. Yeah, he's got a pantry, mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay. <laughs> but I had never seen one before, though. Wow. But now, like, yeah, you go back, you tell your cousins, you know, hey, like, you know, go to school, go do something. They're going to be like, nah, man, I'm finna make a 100K selling dogs or mm-hmm. finna make a 100K doing something you know you're not finna make a 100K doing. You get on feel that me? Forex. Get on yeah. that Forex. Forex. <laughs> hey, you can't make some bread on Forex, though. Don't don't trash on Forex. You can't make some bread. You can't make some bread on Forex. Does, that, does everybody here know who David Ortiz is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big like, Poppy, bro. Big yes, sir. Yeah. When, he, when he retired, he went back to the, the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. got shot. Really? Once he got yeah, back, he, got I got remember shot. he, did. he almost died. For what? For he, what? You know, giving back, going back home. You know, he had this great baseball career. Wanted to go back home. Yeah. You know, go back to his community where he was raised. They come back, mm-hmm. get shot. So like, I'm like, why? Like, it's just why? Why do we do that? A lot of it's people be my fault, bro. A lot of people crabs just in the bucket be, type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that analogy, crabs, crabs in, the in the bucket. Hey, for y'all don't know, cause I feel like a lot of people never know that analogy, so I have to oh, always yeah, explain yeah, it, yeah, yeah. guys. Crabs in a bucket. I'm talking to you, viewers. Crabs in a bucket. If you put a bunch of bu- crabs in a bucket and one crab start making it to the top of the bucket, another crab gonna grab him by his little crab leg. He got by eight of them and pull him back down into the bucket so that he can suffer for the rest of them. 
that's what we mean by crabs in a bucket. But go ahead. I was gonna say like I just feel like like with example like that like like a lot of people just be haters for real like and I mean like haters. I be telling Andrew I'm a hater, but like I don't be hating to the point where I want to see another you know black man like down like that. I mean, ask y'all this question, bro. I asked one of my, my my best friend. I asked my, I was like, hey, why don't you think us black people support each other? Because all my white family, like, or my godparents, their side of family, they, they, they love my podcast. They, they always watch it. They talk about it and stuff like that. But what black people, like, I don't even post my podcast on, like, Facebook because I, it's a lot of black people on Facebook. All my friends on Facebook are black. And I know they ain't going to watch it, bro. It's like my, my best friend. My best friend don't, don't, like, listen. And it's not just, like, a me thing about my podcast. It's a thing, like, growing up, like, if somebody was, like, selling clothes or, or selling hair or selling food plates, the first thing we're going to say, oh, they too high. Or I don't like what she did last week before we even, like, start supporting each other. Why do you think it, why do you think it is that we don't really like supporting each other? What Because... Oh my bad. I can answer that. I feel like, and I was gonna say that even too. I don't even think the thing is really hating. I think that we just don't know how to love. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you kill somebody, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not that you really wanted to kill them. I'm pretty sure a criminal just didn't want them to live. Seeing them live was the problem. That stuff makes them feel some type of way. So same way with the hating. It's not that they're hating. It's just they don't know how to love. Like how can I see my brother and be like, man, good for you. And I feel like it all comes down to the pride, because ultimately, if they doing, if they look like they're doing better than you, in your mind, they're gonna be like, "Man, this can't be possible." But I'm saying, I'm why t- is it, why is it so potent in the black community? Why don't white people look at their fellow like that? Because our, our white people be looking at each other and be like, "Go, Brad. Go, Chad." They're, they're, they're just go, Brad. Go, Chad. Hey, <laughs> like, hey I'm, my fault. I want to answer this question. My, do you want to answer? Or no, no, you go ahead, go ahead. I feel like within the black community, a lot of people like feel like they need when they see another person succeeding they feel like that they like not really they need to be there because i always say this like everyone has like everyone's journey is different and i feel like when it, within the era of social media uh-huh. and like rappers being so young and yet being so rich you know like young boy uh-huh. polo g little tj all those dudes uh-huh. like a lot of those do people just see them and then feel like feel the need to like be mad about it because they're not there yet and i think that's what a lot of black people people in general need to understand it but i feel like especially within the black community because we have all these young black people who are famous and rich and a lot of us want to be there at a quick quickly but all those things everyone's journey is different not everyone has shoot you can maybe we can all be rich one day but we all gonna have different ways to get there you know maybe you might be quicker than mine is but you know we all have different journeys when it comes to trying to achieve those things okay so my next question would be why doesn't little chad have that same animosity towards um um tyler who just started his uh um real estate company why, why don't he have they're all in power huh they're they're white people are all in power they rule the world so they don't have to think twice on you know that type of financial security because we're just talking about financial right yeah, no, nah, we we talking about we're just, I, just support overall, period. Succeeding. Just support, yeah, just, just support overall. Why don't why don't black people support each other as much as white people support each other? I think it just talks well. One, what I said about you know them being in power, they don't necessarily think about it, but also like the black struggle. You know, it kind of like what Rashad said. If one succeeds, they're like, oh, why am I not succeeding? He's black, I should be there. But then I I hate to say it, but I feel like it all goes back to slavery again with like mm-hmm. just them putting us against each other. Um, I feel like that's it. Always goes back to the sla- slavery. I feel like I feel um, like sometimes. Oh, oh no, I, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like sometimes like we can't go back so far to slavery because I think about like it was one point in in U.S. history where blacks had a higher marriage rate than whites. Mm-hmm. It, it was right. It was right before Reagan. 
where black people yeah. were getting married at a higher rate than than all white people. Because I, I, like as studies show, like when um, children but what does that have to do with like the um, competition and you know envy for each other for other black people? Yeah. So right? this is what I'm going since 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 I feel like one of the things that uh that come in with the hate. I feel like we learn that hate from our mom and daddy. Like, for example, when we grew up with a lot of, like, uh, single parents, how many single parents y'all know that don't want to let the father see his child? I've seen a half. I, I, I know a bunch of them. Yep. And, and a lot of times it'd be some petty stuff from the mama. Maybe, maybe the daddy <clears throat> got a new boyfriend. She don't want to let him see his child or something Daddy like got that. a new boyfriend. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, or uh, that's what I meant. Daddy got like a new girlfriend or something like that, and then she maybe start hating on him. Or like think about all the little slick stuff that you heard your mama say and stuff like that. And I feel like we like internalize that and like spit it back out into the community and show it the same way. But well, how I, did they learn? I, I how think, did they learn that I th- hate? I think that that like one of the original spots I would say is probably like um right after Reaganomics. And um and you know black people going to jail, we we was we was, it was struggling in the community. Communities dry, you know one person ain't got it, the next person break into your house, you know what I'm saying? And then we then I because obviously we all know that you know black disciples and uh and and gangster disciples Larry Hoover, you know um, David uh, uh, Jeff Fort, all of them that started the black piece. I mean black disciples and gangster disciples. I think all that. And then when it turned violent, I think that that kind of like poisoned the community and started making us hate on each other mm-hmm. i feel like it spread like a wildfire one because we all know like the gangs then they didn't start violent they started you know as police and police just like kind of like black panthers a little bit or just like protecting the neighborhood from getting broken in and stuff like that so like gangs weren't always like bad things they just turned into this things where people now just mm-hmm. point guns on snapchat and say run up or something like that I really know that to be honest. Well, you know that, like how they like ori- like how they originally were. I never really know that. Yeah, that's why you hear a lot of people say Larry Hoover. Yeah, like, I know who that. I know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Larry Hoover started against the disciples. He never, he ne- he didn't start it. Like that's why if you listen to uh, Jesus is Lord, Kanye West got a song called Jesus is the Lord on Donya, and the, his son Larry Hoover Jr. He he talks about like what his dad did. Or oh, you can yeah. watch like documentaries on Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford and, and all them. Yeah, and when it got violent, it's like spread it and negative, and I think that spread it. And like, cause there's this dude I don't know if y'all ever heard of him, but his name is uh, uh, dang, I can't think. It's it's a black conservative dude, but and but he talks about him him growing up in Harlem when he was younger. He could go to sleep out on on the rails and not hear a gunshot. And but keep in mind he's like 80, 90, and and that's how I know that it started on those seventies, eighties because he grew up before that time. <clears throat> so that's that's what poisoned the community and, and caused us to hate it. I think I can't think of his name. The 80s was a rough time for black yeah, folks. Yeah, it was very rough time. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, I would say, all right. All right, so. I was going to add on before. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the last thing I was going to say about the thing, because you, when you was talking about uh, why do uh, black people struggle with, yeah. um, what was it? Why do we struggle with? Uh, supporting each other. Support yeah, each support other, each yeah. other. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like this goes for everybody. I feel like it all comes back to like an identity crisis. And I'll tell you this, why. Because I remember hearing this song, when you don't, um, when you don't know yourself, it's easy to spit at other people. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to face myself and who I am, mm-hmm. I will focus on other people, aka social media. Uh-huh. People be scrolling for hours looking at what other people do and not knowing that they judge. And every so time they scroll to the next post, oh, this person doing this, uh, bro, I should be doing that. Or they don't deserve like and these little things in their head. And then it just goes to because I don't know who I am. I can look at other people and start saying what they are or aren't because I'm not ready to face myself. Same thing in the white community. 
they don't struggle with the uh they don't exactly struggle with not supporting each other, but they struggle with mental health the most. And I know you yeah. see online, you know what I'm saying, they be throwing that around and do people do crimes, but I'll tell you this. The fact that they got the power and they got the money and their kids still acting weird tell you something about their mental health, that they go through the same identity crisis because, like, you got it all, but you still don't find them fulfillment. Or tell Elon you Musk, about the money. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Elon Musk, we're just doing the world. Keep saying, what's the meaning of life? It just leads you, they all got that identity crisis. Go to the Hispanics, you know what I'm saying? When I was going to my school back in Houston, all of them cracked jokes, making other people laugh because when they when they make people laugh, it makes them feel good about themselves. But ultimately, they, if they're not cracking jokes, they sad. Because now it feels like nobody getting nothing from me. Who am I? Like, like for real, like every single person got that same thing. So it's like, I feel it comes back to if people knew who they were, you know what I'm saying? Their purpose, who they were created to be, you know what I'm saying? To me, by the almighty highlight, we wouldn't have all Spirit this. Because of Jesus like, in that you know part. what I'm saying, bro? Because, <laughs> no, nah, but like, for real. Yeah. It's like, even my siblings, like my older brothers, same thing. Like I had two older brothers. Growing up, they do the same thing. And we African-American. And this is the funny part. We African-American, but they move in the same like crowd because they was all looking alike. Same thing in the gang. Like, be my brothers in the gang, you know what I'm saying? And I'm growing up last child, like, what's going on, you know what I'm saying? They just got put into that and told they black, even though they're from Nigeria. Oh, you black, bro. You doing what we doing. They didn't know who they were, but mm-hmm. they just got thrown into that. And boom, that they started moving stuff, selling shoes, all this stuff. And that's how they went because they truly didn't know themselves. My brother now, he's safe. He don't do none of that. But you know what I'm saying? But that's like really what it comes down to, the identity crisis. Who are you? What are you called to do? They rally from the boondocks. <laughs> nah, legit. Man, I love the boondocks, bro. Well, hey. Oh, you don't know what the boondocks is? Really? Nah, I ain't grow up on that, Dog, bro. the boondocks is literally like the greatest. Like, I know it's like funny and like it's super wild, but like it really touches on like yeah. a lot of issues like it, in the black community. It got a bunch of like underlying like, like points in it. And, yeah. and, and that's what I think is great because many people like when you hear the boondocks and you, you hear me talk about it, it didn't even take place in the hood. The, the, the it took place in the suburbs. It took place in the suburbs. Woodcrest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a amazing show. But this is how I want to close out the show, guys, because, you know, this is all black excellence sitting around this table. You know, guys, you know, I'll just pop my collar. Yes, sir. But <laughs> all right. So this is how I want to start it off. I mean, this is how I want to end the show. Everybody, we're going to go around and say um, what our plans are for the future. I'll go first. Guys, as you probably know, I'm a biomedical science major on the pre-med track, and yes, your sir. boy plans to go to medical school, and I want right, to be a neurologist. Yes, Praise I, God. Neurologist, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to be a neurologist because I want to, I actually want to be a neurologist in a uh, poverty, like, stricken environment because I, I know a lot of people that, like, when I was, like, my, for example, the reason I want to be a neurologist is, like, my grandmother used to have Alzheimer's, and she could never remember my name. She never knew my name my whole life. I used to spend the light over the house and everything. She passed away, like, last year, though. But, like, and I'm just like so fascinated with the brain. And I think if I could like, you know, um, do treatments in the in the neighborhood and, and in poverty stricken environments, I can help us out, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fire. That's For real. Uh, keep messing up. Uh, I'm studying journalism with a minor in English, and I think one of my main goals in life is to be on the radio. Or I, I mean, I really want to do anything, whether it's like be on TV, be you know, be in front of a camera. Things like that, but I definitely want to be on the radio. I feel like, you know, just being able to like use my voice to like speak on certain things, mm-hmm. and just being able to like have that platform would definitely be good for me. And also, uh, I I remember I wrote this in an essay one time, but I also want to make sure that like people that like look like me don't be afraid to like join our um, join the media in the future because I feel like a lot of black people kind of think that like 
it's mostly like white people that are on there that mm-hmm. are on TV and that some people might be reluctant to join because of the way they look. And I just want to like one day just like make people feel confident and make let them be themselves because um, I feel like you should definitely be able to express yourself and be yourself while making sure you getting your bread right and making sure you're doing, doing your job right. So I definitely want to be one of those people that can help make people feel comfortable. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dang, I don't know how to follow up after that. <laughs> no. just, just skip the Jaden, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, do we say our name again? Or what? Yeah, for sure, if okay. you want to. My name is Andrew Amuzu. Um, I am majoring, I'm also majoring in journalism, minoring in digital media. Uh, you know, and the, my biggest thing is, you know, being on TV, a TV uh, broadcaster. Um, specifically, I love sports. So, mm-hmm. you know, one day being on, uh, you know, ESPN, NBA TV, TNT, all that stuff, um, but you know, just being on TV and, and doing that, whether it's an anchor, an analyst, or just a TV personality, uh, I feel like I'm on a good track on, on doing that. I currently serve as uh, the general manager for Marquette University Television, yes, and so next year I'll be the executive director of the Marquette Wire, so overseeing that. He'll be and, our boss, uh, y'all. Praise <laughs> God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and you know, a lot of people will be like, "Oh man, Andrew, like you're the first, you're the first black uh, executive director." And I kind of saw that with uh, Coach Shaka Smart. Now they they keep they kept on telling him, "You're the first black coach. How do you feel?" And like, he just he didn't take any like pressure into it. You know, he's just gonna be like, he doesn't want to identify like as the first black. Like I'm Shaka Smart. I know what I'm doing. So I'm kind of like gonna use it the same way. But outside of career, I just want to you know be a great husband, be a great father, be a great you know, brother, mm-hmm. sister, or not sister, uh, son, uh, believer, and, and all that, and, you know, trying to be a great influence on my community and the world. Jesus. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Jane Taylor. I'm a finance and HR major. And like I said before, I'm going to be the most successful investment banker <laughs> that you've ever heard of. Um, yeah, dog, I'm just really trying to um, provide for my family, my brother. I'm really trying to, um, my dream would be, to buy just an entire suburb, have all my grandmas move in, my daddy, my sisters, my siblings, and we just all live down in that yeah. suburb. That'd would, be the would dream. your family be the only family living in the suburb? Yeah, I'm gonna buy the whole suburb, bro. <laughs> just for your family. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> bro. I'm gonna right. be that dude. Okay, okay, bye. Y'all might want to ask for my autograph because it's gonna be worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I like the confidence. No, nah, y'all laugh, bro. but you know I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna remember this. You know, a mom was laughing at me. Said I couldn't do it. Dang. I didn't say. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. Play. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Hey, man, another black man not supporting another black man. Hey, no, ain't no crowd, man. Real quick, ain't no crowd, man. But yeah, dude, I'm gonna just. I'm just um doing the steps to get there, working hard, keep doing my thing, and uh I'm gonna make it one day. So. Um. Well, I'm Javon Bush. I'm a computer science major, and I'd say well, my dream is after I mean a couple of years of being a software developer, I want to have my own tech company, and it's always been something that's been on my mind. I've had this vision since sophomore year of high school, and. I've just really kept at it, and I feel like it's something that's going to come to pass soon. I mean, I pray on it. Uh, always keep my faith in God. I feel like that's the thing that's going to lead me to where I want to be in life. And mm-hmm. Amen, boy. Really just to provide for my grandmother, my mom, just all the people that ever helped me really in my life, just to be able to give it back to him in some way even if i can't really do him justice like i want to mm-hmm. it, it would be a blessing yeah so 
Uh, my name is Justice Osandu. Uh, honestly, man, when I really talk about the future, I don't even know what it's gonna be. I mean, I study yeah. I study uh, public relations, so it's in calm. So right now, I'm really learning my communication, how I can communicate with others, what we can do through a conversation, what we can build. Um, and then I got a minor in peace studies and theology, so really just um, conflict management. Because I do know a lot of times today, bro, you try to talk to somebody new, bro, they got like this RBF, you know what I'm saying? They don't want you to talk to them. So mm-hmm. like, I be like, I want to break those barriers because ultimately my main thing is just, you know what I'm saying, getting the gospel out for real. Because like I came back to it, people got, you know what I'm saying, even me, like even, like people think I was raised like this. Nah, I had an identity crisis the most. And it took COVID for me to settle down, everything to pause, be like, who am I? And I was in Christ, shut up. So like, that's really my mission. Like, because when you really think about it, um, my parents, like, I'm not from the hood like that. My parents, they got a lot of, like, you know, say for real, because my, my dad's a doctor. He worked for that. My mom's a pharmacist that worked for that. So when you think about giving back to the community, even if I give them money or something that's a purchase, that really ain't going to fulfill them because they mm-hmm. ain't got that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my siblings. They've been working all their life, you know what I'm saying? Me offering them something like that won't do much. But if I offer them something that will fill them up spiritually, you know what I'm saying, bro, that's something that you can never give back. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel like that's the best because, like, it's not something you can, like, replicate. It's a one-time thing, like, that will fill somebody's heart. So, like, that's really my thing in the future. Because people need to hear it, man. It'll, it'll, it do, like, it changes your life for the better. So I feel like that's what, I'll, what I'm on. Well, Ma, I know you're ending, but that kind of reminded me of your story and how, like, you guys are kind of similar. Do you, do you like, discuss those similarities at all? Well, I mean, like your spirituality and, and all that. Oh, oh, oh. We, and how you just started, pretty much. Like yeah, that's what you keep on saying. We we kind of we kind of talked about this at uh at our like last impact meeting. Y'all remember I took out impact meeting? Yeah, at the Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, bro, you missed it, bro. I'm talking about the Chick Fil A. Don't talk about the daddies. Oh yeah, big daddies, bro. Big daddies, bro. Hey, hey, yeah, we we've definitely discussed this though. But um, hey, that has been it, guys. Man, this has been a an amazing conversation. We've went. An hour and 32 minutes. Richie probably not be too happy All about right. that. But <laughs> yeah. hey, y'all, this has been It Ain't So Black and White. I'm not Richie Lines. I'm your boy, Amon. That was peace, y'all. For sure.